From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. All right. We welcome back to the show the great Roger Stone, political consultant and strategist extraordinaire, host of WABC Radio's The Roger Stone Show, which is Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. on most of these same stations. And his website is www.stonecoldtruth.com. Roger, welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving. Larry, great to be with you. I hope uh, you and Judy had a blessed and restful Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you, and the same to you and and uh, Nydia. Um, Roger, let's talk some politics here. Bob Vanderplatz endorsing uh, Ron DeSantis in Iowa which is coming a week or two after Governor Kim Reynolds endorsed um, Ron DeSantis uh, in Iowa. Does this change anything in Iowa, in your judgment? Uh, there's, there's no evidence that it does. I mean, Larry, as someone who's been involved in 13 national Republican presidential campaigns, who uh, I've been in politics for 45 years, I've worked on over 700 campaigns, I still try to be dispassionate, meaning I still try to make my decisions and form my opinions based on empirical data, polling, and not any one specific poll, but many polls with solid methodology, uh, correct sample size, dispassionately, neutrally worded questions in the correct order, uh, and then look at the direction of all of them at one time, real clear politics saves you a huge amount of time. You don't have to go around pulling them together yourself. But there is just no evidence empirically that either one of these endorsements move large numbers of voters. By the way, that's traditionally true with one exception. The only endorsement I have ever actually seen move large numbers of voters, ironically, is the endorsement of Donald Trump himself. Uh, and uh, looking at the most recent survey research out of Iowa, a uh, poll that I really respect, the big data poll, which has a particularly large sample and therefore is particularly accurate, not only is Trump leading the field in Iowa with about 51.3% to 16.8 for uh, Governor DeSantis, 13.8 for Nikki Haley, but more importantly, Seven out of 10 of the Trump voters now say there is no circumstance whatsoever under which they will change their mind. That's up Mm. from five and a half percent just a month ago. Mm. That's interesting. That last little nugget is very interesting. Now, a lot was made of Vanderplatz, who I guess he endorsed Cruz in 2016. Cruz won Iowa in a close one with Trump. Trump went on, of course, to slaughter uh, Cruz in New Hampshire and then take the nomination. And then going back to Mike Huckabee before then, I don't even remember which year it was. Um, but Trump has a lot of uh, cultural leaders, doesn't he? He has a lot of social conservative leaders. And how how important, you know, Vanderplatz, he's been giving almost mythic status, myth, mythical status uh, by, you know, a lot of broadcasters and hosts that don't want Trump. But, I mean, how seriously significant is it? Uh, I don't think it's that significant. I mean, first of all, there's the fact that he, by his own admission, admits that he was paid $95,000 essentially for his endorsement. 
Heck, I remember when he tried to shake Jack Kemp down before the 1988 caucuses. Uh, so how sincere this is, I don't really know. The, the Trump campaign recently unveiled the support of 150 statewide uh, right. evangelical leaders. Right. Uh, I, I really, I, you know, his track record is decent. You will remember, however, that Ted Cruz won only after a vile, dirty trick in which uh, there was a statewide blast to every voter saying that Ben Carson had withdrawn when Ben Carson had not withdrawn from the caucus. Hmm. Uh, Whoever did that was never tracked down. Uh, But I think it allowed Cruz at the last minute to pick up some Carson votes and slip by Trump. Uh, It's been a long time since the party's nominated anyone who won the Iowa caucuses, Hmm. uh, Santorum, Huckabee, uh, Cruz, and so on. Uh, On the other hand, Ron DeSantis having uh, pulled all of his resources out of New Hampshire, uh, South Carolina, uh, and Nevada, this is do or die for him. He has to win. Win is defined as coming in first, beating Donald Trump, getting more votes than Trump. I think about 125,000 people will vote. That's up from last time. Uh, I know the Trump people believe confidently that they have identified 85,000 solid Trump voters And now what is all important are the mechanics of making sure that those people show up on a cold night uh, for the caucuses. Kim Reynolds, um, good governor. I I don't think her endorsement has had any impact at all. Uh, No, no evidence that it has. What's the conundrum, Larry, that uh, Governor DeSantis faces is December 12th is the deadline for him removing his name from the Florida primary ballot. The Florida primary is not until March, but he has to make a decision. Now, the Iowa caucuses are January 15th. Hmm. Right now, most of the polling shows him leading, uh, trailing President Trump in his home state by as much as 40 points. Hmm. So he's got a very, very hard decision to make. Uh, He can't remove his name from the Florida ballot after January 15th, probably January 12th, pardon me, December 12th, I misspoke. Uh, And, uh, you know, I don't think he wants to face taking a beating in his home state. Uh, There's no reason to believe that winning Iowa, which I don't think is in the cards anyway, is going to reverse a 40 point deficit in the Sunshine State. Hmm. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Roger, Joe Manchin, make any difference one way or another? Uh, you know, 
I know Joe, you probably know Joe, sort of moderate Democrat, uh, in and out. It's like a, it's like a, a, an old AM radio. It kind of comes in, then it comes out, then it comes in, comes out. Say, make any difference if he ran for president? Well, I mean, you got two potential independents here that could make some difference. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The overwhelming polling shows that if, and this is a gigantic if, if he can get on the ballot. Uh, which is extraordinarily different. Remember, the ballot access rules uh, in every and laws in every state are written by Republicans and Democrats working together to try to avoid any serious competition, both in primary contests, uh, also in general elections. So the mm-hmm. rules are arcane, expensive, labor-intensive, uh, complicated, subject to legal challenge. Uh, the no labels group that Manchin seems to be flirting with has a actually has a long head start on the technical end of this. It's I helped Governor Gary Johnson get on the ballot in 2012 when I couldn't stomach the nomination of Mitt Romney. Uh, he got on the ballot in 48 states, but it cost six million bucks mm. and a year of planning. Mm. And he had the Libertarian Party base. So he was on the ballot automatically in about 30 states and only had to petition his way on in 20. Uh, I don't know whether Manchin is real. I think he's kind of hurt his cred very badly by a number of his later votes in the Senate where he seemed to move back into the Biden quadrant. Uh, In the end, I don't think he will do it. Uh, As you know, Larry, the tradition in American politics is that independent candidates kind of run stronger early on in the polling but then they tend to fade as voters begin to realize that not only are they unlikely to win, but that voting for them, like, for example, voting for Robert Kennedy, might inadvertently get you Joe Biden, which is the result you really don't want. So whether it is Perot in 92 Mm. uh, or 96, or whether it is uh, George Wallace uh, in 1968 who got on the ballot in most states, those candidacies tend to really fade as election day gets closer. I remember John Anderson, Congressman John Anderson in 1980. Uh, everybody was talking about him, but you know Reagan still got over 51% of the vote. I think Anderson wound up 7% or 8%, something like that. And That's exactly say, right. Good example yeah. I had forgotten. But he yeah, was I mean, polling, at a, polling around 16 and yeah. ended up with 7. Although Ross, Ross Perot, I think, hurt Papa Bush, didn't he, in 92? You know, if you actually go into it and examine it, uh, what you'll find is that half of those voters would not have voted for anyone else. Uh, and then the rest of them split about evenly. So it's you can't. Def- I, I know that's the lore, mm. but you can't definitively say that. I think in the end, he may have taken slightly disproportionately more from Bush the senior, but not enough to change the race. You know, just on another subject, though, uh, talking about these polls, the numbers of black Americans, uh, actually one poll, 22%, but a whole bunch of polls show Donald Trump picking up uh, extraordinary amount of black Americans, which in some sense were the heart and soul of Joe Biden's campaign in, 20, uh, in 2020. Um, what do you make of that? And can that last? I mean, the one that I recall was 22%. That might have been New York Times, Siena. I don't remember, Roger. Yes. But, but, but let's suppose, you know, 
Trump were able to pick up 15 or 16 or 17 percent, that in itself would be something of a revolution, would do great damage to Biden and great help to Trump. Uh, yeah, it would be seismic. And you're right. We see it everywhere in all of these polls. So whether it is the New York Times Siena College poll, the methodology of which I respect, or whether it is the Bloomberg Morning Consult poll, the methodology, again, which uh, I, I think is valid. Uh, you've seen Trump making solid gains, both among Hispanics and African-Americans separately. Uh, and I think one of the things that would be incumbent on the Trump campaign to do is to build on that. Mm. Uh, look, I, you know, uh, we'll go back to the concept of black capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to be employees. They want to be employers. They want that black Americans want their piece of the American pie uh, and prosperity and opportunity, uh, as well as social justice. Uh, I think those things uh, are very appealing. Trump means jobs. Trump means economic growth and opportunity. Uh, and that's not just for just not just for people like you and I, Larry. That is for everyone. Ben Carson came out with a very strong endorsement of Trump, former cabinet member. Um, I don't know how deep his support is out there, but um, obviously a leading black American, uh, a great scientist, a great doctor, a man of faith. I mean, there's one right there. And the other thing, Roger, that interested me, uh, you may have seen the article by John Judas and Roy Texera, if that's how to pronounce his name, you know, two left of center Democrats writing about how working class folks for Trump, but they are importantly noted working class white and non-white working class voters swinging for Trump. Yeah, I I think that's exactly uh, valid. I mean, look, Trump, when you're polling Trump, you have to kind of throw everything you knew out before out the window. He's a natural phenomena. He's he's unique. Uh, But there's a reason why he won and Romney and John McCain did not. You can find that reason in Milwaukee uh, and in Detroit uh, and in Philadelphia and its suburbs, mm. uh, uh, you know, and in Phoenix. Uh, it is a, uh, it is that blue collar, working class, more likely to be Catholic than not, uh, mm. and uh, and a sl- and a slight uptick among African Americans. I don't think that his last campaign capitalized on that. Right. as much as they could have. I think mm. they will this time. I think they'll do a lot of things differently this time. But uh, what, what's amazing is that Trump's national numbers in the polling pitting him against Joe Biden uh, continue despite the enormous onslaught of vicious negative media against him surrounding these various, what I think are fabricated prosecutions in various jurisdictions as well as federally, it's counterintuitive, but they have turbocharged his campaign. They actually seek to make him, they actually have made him stronger, which is sends his critics, you know, into an apoplectic state of hysteria. That's why you suddenly have all of these Trump is like Hitler, Trump is an authoritarian, Trump used the, the judicial system to go after his political enemies. Really? Trump will have the law enforcement attack those who are protesting. Really? This is all out of Alinsky's rule book. Everything they say Trump is going to do is precisely what they are doing today. Yeah, well, I think also, Roger, 
this time around is a very strong issues campaign besides, I mean, the um, two-tiered justice system, which has helped Trump, I know, but I think he's running on the issues, um, economy, inflation, drill, baby drill, and also the immigration issue, the border issue, Roger. It is huge. It will be even bigger this year than it was in 2016, and it was plenty big in 2016 when Trump rang the bell warning about that. Uh, no issue more important than economic growth. It's still the economy, stupid. Uh, no one really thinks Bidenomics is working. You see the you see overwhelmingly in the national data uh, o- across the board about forty three to forty five percent still name the economy as the number one issue. Yeah. Trump does these really excellent agenda forty seven videos yeah. where he goes into issues in great depth. Yeah. Because they they don't post them on X, formerly known as Twitter, they don't get the currency that they really deserve. And therefore, those who say Trump needs to talk more about issues, Trump is talking about issues. Just have to look for it a little bit. You got it. All right, folks, the great Roger Stone, by the way, WABC Radio's Roger Stone show, Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m., most of these very same stations, nobody knows politics better than my pal Roger Stone. Thank you, Roger. We appreciate it very, very much. Folks, take a quick break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk about some of these legal issues and uh, two-tiered justice system with Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. 